0: Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. My name is Tony Roy. I am your host of this podcast. You know me from Into Pickle on YouTube, and also from We Are Pickleball with our with my partner CJ Johnson. I was going to say our friend and my partner CJ Johnson, who you may also know from Better Pickleball. In this week's podcast, we're going to couple two subject cover two subjects. We're going to cover. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the one shot that you absolutely must have in order to be a good pickleball player, in order to play your best pickleball, I should say. And then in the podcast, in the riff, I'm sorry, we're going to cover the, um, we're going to cover the pickleball ladder, not the ladder from a league. We're going to cover the ladder that ends up happening when we play pickleball as we're working, as we're improving. We're climbing up this ladder. we gonna talk a little bit about the, the kind of the tricky subject of what we do once we've gone up the ladder. What happens to the ladder then? So if you want to find out What the most important shot in pickleball is? Stay tuned for the podcast. As a pickleball player, you are no doubt working on your game. But are you also working on your vision? Doesn't it make sense that better vision will lead to better pickleball? Not to mention better night driving. CJ and I rely on the experts at Visual Edge to help us track those balls so we don't ever miss a shot. If you're ready to take your vision and perhaps your game to the next level, join us inside Visual Edge. I'll link to it below. We'll see you inside. All right, CJ and I finished uh, three camps, uh, three successive camps. So that's basically two three-day camps. and one two-day camp here in Tampa. So I'm a bit cooked being on the court uh, all day these days. Uh, not used to that. It's not my, uh, it wasn't, uh, my prior life wasn't like that. I was more of a uh, desk and computer person. So it has cooked to me. But anyway, I wanted to get the podcast out to you because one of the things that I was reminded of was about this one shot. And it's it's kind of a, it's a pretty pedestrian shot if you want to use that term or just a regular, you know, everyday shot. Kind of like, you know, a, a pepper grinder and a salt shaker on a table, just kind of normal things that you have around the kitchen, nothing crazy. And it's one of those kind of shots that you don't spend a lot of time thinking about. But when you really do think about it, you'll understand, you start to understand that it is the most important shot in pickleball and it is the shot that can radically alter your game. And to be clear, we're not being hyperbolic here. So this is not one of those things that you hear someone say, you gotta learn this shot and then you'll be amazing. And maybe it's the backhand roll volley or something, a sexy shot. Uh, This is not those types of shots. This is a shot that I guarantee you're hitting a, a ton of times every time you play, dozens of times when you play, but it's a shot that you're not paying enough attention to probably. And by not paying enough attention to it, it is probably costing you some points and it is also not allowing you to play the best pickleball you can when I started playing pickleball the cardinal sin in pickleball was explained to me as missing the serve so missing your serve was what was explained to me as being the cardinal sin of pickleball I can't tell you that that is how far that is from the truth nothing could be further from the truth than suggesting to a player that the serve missing a serve is a cardinal sin Am I suggesting to you that you should miss serves? Of course not. Get your serves in and work to get your serves in. But the serve is not even close to being the most important shot in pickleball. The most important shot in pickleball by a mile is the return of serve. What happens when you miss a return of serve is you give up a point. When you miss a serve, all you do is lose that serve. So it's a side out or half a side out because you, maybe your partner can still serve. But missing a serve is simply giving up the serve. Missing a return or serve is giving up a point. And giving up a point is way more consequential than giving up a serve or giving up or losing the serve. You, in theory, you can miss as many serves as you want and not lose a game but you can only miss 10 returns of serve and still lose that same game. So you tell me, if you ask me to compare the relative importance of a shot that I can only miss 10 of and a shot that I can miss miss an infinite number of the answer is pretty clear. The return of serve is the most important shot in pickleball. And I am pretty confident that a good number of you listening to this podcast are not paying enough attention to your return of serve you're missing returns of serve and not noticing you're missing those returns of serve, or at least not noticing, not having sufficient pain associated with missing that return of serve. You may notice it, right? Oh, I missed a return of serve. But you're equating it to missing a third shot drop or missing a serve. Uh, and it is not the same thing. You need to understand that when you miss a return of serve, it's a vastly different outcome than when you miss a, a serve or miss a third shot. I would further suggest to you that one of the most traumatic events that happens when you're playing pickleball is to pop the ball up. So you pop the ball up, the ball gets slammed back at you or your partner. It's a pretty traumatic experience and most players remember those pop-ups and they just, you know, cringe at popping the ball up. Again, I'm not suggesting that you want to pop the ball up. I understand how you feel about it and I'm not saying you want to do that. But I assure you that errors on the return of serve are costing you way more points and are having a much bigger impact on your game than any number of pop-ups you may be hitting during that game one of the things that's really important with the return of serve is in addition to getting it in is you want to hit a deep return of serve the deeper you can hit your return of serve within a reasonable margin of error right you don't want to aim for the baseline because that'll that invites hitting the return of serve out right which is missing the return of serve if you can hit the return of serve deep what you do is you gain yourself time to get up to the non-volley zone line on your side you also make the serve job serve team's job as difficult as possible so what you want to do is if you're having any issue with your return of serve you want to make sure to work on it and what you want to do is you want to you with the target you're aiming for is on the center line so that line that divides the the two service boxes you're going to aim to hit that line approximately four feet from the baseline so about four foot in hit that line that's your target now unless you're a machine you're probably not going to hit that spot you're going to be hitting your your returns of serve around that spot what you want to do is every time you go back to return serve acquire that spot go back to hit the return of serve acquire your spot and then Extend your your paddle towards that spot and try and get that returner serve deep. Let's talk a little bit about why we want to hit the ball there or why that there's an advantage to that spot. Number one is it removes angles. We don't have time to get into all the angles in this podcast. We'd be here for, for a couple of hours or not that long, but we'd be here for a while. Uh, but it reduces angles that the serve team can attack. Second, it is very safe you have a four foot margin from the baseline and you have 10 feet from either sideline. You're still gonna miss returns of serve. You're still gonna hit returns of serve long and you're still gonna hit returns of serve wide. But by aiming at this target, you're gonna reduce the chances of doing that. If you become proficient on the return of serve at four foot from the baseline and you wanna squeeze that a little bit to three foot or two foot, fine, knock yourself out. We do not recommend going closer than two feet, one foot baseline, Probably not a good target because you invite the, you invite errors there. As I mentioned earlier, one of the things about the return of serve being deep that's helpful as well is it makes the server's job difficult. That return in the middle does that job perfectly fine. Forfeit from the baseline right on the center line makes the server's job difficult. An added benefit is that it can create confusion on the serve team. So the serve team sometimes has confusion as to whether the player on the left or the player on the right are going to hit that ball hit the third shot from your return of serve so our recommendation is center line four from the baseline on your return of serve safe and deep if you get your returns of serve deeper more consistently and avoid missing returns of serve i assure you that you will see an improvement in your play and in your results one of our uh, campers mentioned because we've been working at that during camp. And by the way, if you like this kind of content, if you like this way of thinking about the game and you want to improve, you're ready to really take that, you know, you're ready to jump in the deep end of the pool and get ready to get out there and and learn as much as you can about this game. I can't recommend our camps enough to you. Uh, You can find our camps at wearepickleball.com forward slash camps. We go over this and many other subjects that are relevant to pickleball and will help you become the best pickleball player you can be. But one of our our camp... Attendees, one of our campers mentioned that uh, last night. I guess this camper is uh, is very addicted because we had been on court for five hours, and uh, he went out in the evening and still found some time to play. And he said he was playing. Uh, he was playing with a pretty brand new player, pretty pretty new player, against two players that were were already knew how to play the game. So he, who's a pretty he's a good player, and a brand new player against two players that are pretty decent. And the only thing he told his partner to do was to return deep. And he could not believe the effect of that deep return and the way that it was able to uh, basically propel them to victory with just one shot, a deep return or serve. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, mention this player, this camper again in the riff, uh, because we're going to be talking about the ladder and how the ladder applies. And I think that uh, Brian is his name. I think Brian's play um, that evening not only illustrates the importance of the depth of return of serve, but also illustrates how we use the ladder effectively to continue to grow our sport, and not just grow our sport, but help ourselves have more players to be able to play with. Down in the show notes, I'll link to a video that we did about the return of serve. It explains a little more, and maybe the visual will help you. But again, focus on your return of serve. It is the most important shot in pickleball. If you can improve this uh, one shot, you will improve your game significantly. And one way you can do this in terms of practicing it is go to the court. You do not need a drilling partner. If you have a drilling partner, fantastic. You do not need a ball machine. If you have a ball machine, fantastic. But you don't need those. All you need is a bag or a bucket of balls. 10, 15, 20 balls is fine. 30 is fine. Whatever you have. Go out to the court, position yourself on the return, on one of the return sides. Pick the target we're talking about. You can put a cone there. You can put a a bottle of water, whatever you want there. And then drop balls to yourself and return them to that spot. You can increase the difficulty of the drill by moving the balls around. So you can toss the balls wherever you want. So you can toss them to the left or to the right, hitting forehands and backhands. You can toss them in front of yourself. You can toss them a little bit behind you so you have to push back. Not ideal, because you'd want to avoid that, but you can get ready to, to deal with that when it happens. But most of the time, you're going to be tossing those balls left to right in front of you in a way that you can hit a return of serve. You're going to move forward, hit the return of serve, and acquire that target. Practice that over and over again, and you will definitely improve your return of serve. If you want to hear our thoughts on the pickleball ladder, pickleball play ladder, stay tuned for the riff. Are you planning on playing pickleball on an indoor surface, meaning a polished concrete or wood surface like in a gym? If you are. Consider adding a pair of indoor pickleball shoes to your bag. There is a big difference between outdoor shoes made for a tennis court and indoor shoes made for a gym type surface. You can check out Tyrols indoor shoes designed specifically for pickleball. It's the shoe that CJ and I both wear. I'll link to it below. All right, let's talk about the pickleball play ladder. And we're not talking again about the that ladder league. It's ladder leagues are fine, but that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is we're talking about this, this um, metaphor, this ladder that exists. I think it's a metaphor. I always get metaphors and analogies mixed up, but basically this idea that there's a ladder that we're all climbing, right? I'm on the ladder, you're on the ladder, the other players on the ladder, everybody's on this ladder. We're all climbing this ladder. Um, the ladder has no end to it, but we just keep on climbing, trying and get higher and higher on this ladder, trying to improve ourselves as pickleball players. And what ends up happening is as we move up the ladder, sometimes we forget about the players who are behind us on the ladder or underneath us on the ladder. And we forget to continue to let those players improve. And sometimes we even pull the ladder up, right? Uh, and basically say, well, I've, I've climbed up to this level. And so I'm going to pull the ladder up and because I don't, I'm not interested in anybody below me. I'm going to share a personal story and then I'll share Brian's uh, story or Brian, what Brian did and how that, that, um, I I think that's the right way of doing things. And then I'm going to share with you something that hopefully will help you with your thought process on it because view that I view this, I don't view this this way, but you can view this as a you know, just selfishly for yourself as to how you should deal with the latter. So my personal story is when I first started playing pickleball, um, I didn't know what was going on out there. I was a pretty decent tennis player. I was a 4.5 tennis player. I played a lot of league and, and was reasonably successful as a tennis player. And I started playing pickleball and I just didn't really know how to play. And me and a, a good friend, Tom, uh, we were, were kind of learning it together. At the same time, we, we actually met playing pickleball. And then We uh, were about the same age and we started, you know, we were playing some tournaments together and trying to get better together. And we got into a group of players who had players who were better than we were. And two in particular that I'll mention are Larry and David. Larry and David were the, as a team, they were the cream of the crop. They were uh, not quite unbeatable by everybody, but they were tough to beat by everybody. And at that stage of our game, they were unbeatable. They were untouchable to, to Tom and I. Tom and I just... Couldn't take a game off them. David would taunt us with that in a, in a in a in a I think in a in a kidding way, but he would just taunt us and say, "We'll play as long as you want, guys, because you're not going to take a game." And he was right, and that inspired us to keep working and working and working until we got to a point where um, we could compete with with them. And I'm fairly confident in saying that today it would be very difficult for David and Larry to take a, a game off of Tom and I because we've advanced in the game. We've kept on climbing up the ladder, and. But I I couldn't gotten to where I've gotten to without them allowing us to continue climbing the ladder behind them. In other words, for for them looking back or reaching down and helping us up this ladder, it would have been impossible, or I mean not impossible, but it would have been more difficult uh, for, for Tom and I to get to where we are in the game today. The reason I say this story is because I think too often what I see are players who are out there who climb up the ladder they get to a level that they wanna play at, and then they just look up the ladder, right? They wanna continue getting better, so they're looking for better play, but they don't look they don't look back down the ladder and say, you know what, I'm gonna play with these players to help these players as well, to help these players continue to move at the ladder. And Brian, I think, did a really nice job, or a really nice thing the other night when he played with a brand new player against two players that were not as good as him, perhaps, but better than the other player. And what that does is it allows the player that he was playing with to come into this game to get their footing in the game and to then hopefully enjoy the game and grow in the game. And the selfish thing I wanted to mention is this. Pickleball players don't magically drop out of the sky. Pickleball players, sometimes they'll move into your area, but other than that, they just don't appear. So if you're a pickleball player and you want pickleball players to play with for yourself, consider where you're going to get those players from. And a lot of times the players that you're gonna end up playing with in a month or six months or three months are gonna be players who today maybe aren't quite at your level. To the extent you can help those players improve and, and get better faster, that will improve the pool of players with whom you can play. So as you move up the ladder in pickleball, consider keeping your arm, one arm up perhaps to reach up to a better player so you can continue improving. Keep the other hand down to reaching down to the players who are behind you, working up the ladder behind you. Help them improve. Help Pickleball grow in your area, get stronger in your area. And what you'll end up seeing is the entire, uh, you know, the, the whole thing about rising tides uh, rises uh, Rising tides brings up all ships. That'll happen in your area. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider giving it a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening to. And also share it with your friends. If you like the podcast, they probably will too. We'll see you at next week's episode of Pickleball Therapy. In the meantime, have a great week and be well out there.